Merry Christmas, everyone. This is Bible Made Easy Podcast, and I'm Brother George. Thanks for joining me. Please enjoy these Christmas stories that will warm your heart and inspire you to put love into action this Christmas and every day. Remembering the Giver, Author Unknown One Christmas, a pastor received a telephone call from the school principal, who was a member of his church. His voice was choked with emotion as he asked the pastor for his assistance. On the last day before Christmas was dismissed for the holidays, a six-year-old boy had come into his classroom with a note pinned to his tattered coat. It was from his father. The note read, Please help my son if you can. His mother recently ran off and left us, and last week I lost my job. I'm swallowing my pride for his sake. I've never had to ask for help before, but could you make it possible for him to have a gift for Christmas? As the pastor heard that story, he identified with that father's pain. He agreed to help and decided to get his own children involved in sharing the gift of giving. That afternoon, they went to a grocery store and purchased food for the man and his son. Next, they went to a toy store and each child bought a present for the boy and then went home and wrapped it. Later that afternoon, they drove to the small house which was in need of paint and repairs and knocked on the door. When the man opened the door and saw the pastor and his children bearing groceries and gifts, his moistened eyes betrayed his solid posture. The little boy, whose eyes were as big as saucers when he saw the gifts, did not first reach out to accept them, but rather reached out to the pastor and gave him a big bear hug. He looked up at his face and said, Thank you, mister. My teacher said you would come. He said that you would come. The little boy was just so on target. His attention wasn't on the gifts, but on the giver. I think the little boy in the story got it right. I can learn from him. This Christmas... Not only do I remember the gift of life that the babe in the manger has brought, but I remember the babe in the manger. It is in that relationship with him that I am made whole. It is in the connection with him that I have my hope. It is in yielding my life to him that I have the promise. A Boy Learns a Lesson by Thomas S. Monson In about my tenth year, as Christmas approached, I longed for an electric train. The times were those of economic depression, yet mother and dad purchased for me a lovely electric train. Christmas morning, bright and early, I thrilled when I noticed my train. The next few hours were devoted to operating the transformer and watching the engine pull its cars forward, then backward, around the track. Mother said that she had purchased a wind-up train for Widow Hansen's boy, Mark, who lived down the lane at Gale Street. As I looked at his train, I noticed a tanker car which I much admired. I put up such a fuss that my mother succumbed to my pleadings and gave me the tanker car. 
I put it with my train set and felt pleased. Mother and I took the remaining cars and the engine down to Mark Hansen. The young boy was a year or two older than I. He had never anticipated such a gift. He was thrilled beyond words. He wound the key in his engine, it not being electric nor expensive like mine, and was overjoyed as the engine and three cars plus a caboose went around the track. I felt a horrible sense of guilt as I returned home. The tanker car no longer appealed to me. Suddenly, I took the tanker car in my hand, plus an additional car of my own, and ran all the way down to Gale Street and proudly announced to Mark, We forgot to bring two cars which belong to your train. I don't know when a deed had made me feel any better than that experience as a 10-year-old boy. Some Relation, Author Unknown One cold winter day, a ragged little homeless boy stood on a street corner of a large city selling newspapers. His feet were bare and he had no coat. As he stood there shivering, a woman walked past noticing the child. She approached him and said, Come with me, dear. I want to buy you a coat and some shoes. A smile lightened his cold little face as he took her hand. She led him to a large department store where she had him completely outfitted from head to toe with sturdy winter clothing. The boy was putting on the last of his new clothing as she paid the bill and slipped quietly out the door. When he finished dressing, he looked for the lady to tell her thank you. He was told by the clerk that she had gone. He ran from the store frantically, looking up and down the street. There she was, walking down the street. He quickly ran to her, took her hand and said, Lady, why did you go? I wanted to thank you. You're most welcome, my dear, she smiled. The little boy then looked up into her face and said solemnly, Lady, who are you? Are you God's wife? No, she softly replied. I'm just one of his children. Oh, I knew it, he smiled with tears in his eyes. I just knew you were some relation. The Empty Box, Author Unknown Even though it was only September, the air was crisp and the children were already whispering about Christmas plans and Santa Claus. It made the already long months until Christmas seem even longer. With each passing day, the children became more anxious, waiting for the final school bell. Upon its ringing, everyone would run for coats, gloves and the classroom door, racing to see who would be the first one home. Everyone, except for David. David was a small boy with messy brown hair and tattered clothes. I had often wondered what kind of home life David had, and often asked myself what kind of mother would send her son to school dressed so inappropriately for the cold winter months without coat, 
boots or gloves. But something made David special. It wasn't his intelligence or manners, for they were as lacking as his winter clothes. But I can never recall looking at David and not seeing a smile. He was always willing to help, and not a day passed that David didn't stay after school to straighten chairs and clean erasers. We never talked much. He would just simply smile and ask what else he could do. Then thank me for letting him stay and slowly head for home. Weeks passed and the excitement over the coming Christmas grew into restlessness until the last day of school before the holiday break. I can't recall a more anxious group of children as that final bell rang and they scattered out the door. I smiled in relief as the last of them hurried out. Turning around, I saw David quietly standing by my desk. Aren't you anxious to get home, David? I asked. No, he quietly replied. Ready to go home myself, I said. Well, I think the chairs and erasers will wait. Why don't you hurry home? I have something for you, he said, and pulled from behind his back a small box wrapped in old paper and tied with a string. Handing it to me, he said anxiously, Open it. I took the box from him, thanked him, and slowly unwrapped it. I lifted the lid, and to my surprise, saw nothing. I looked at David's smiling face, and back into the empty box, and said, The box is nice, but David, it's empty. Oh no, it isn't, said David. It's full of love. My mother told me before she died that love was something you couldn't see or touch unless you know it's there. Can you see it? Tears filled my eyes as I looked at the proud, dirty face I had rarely given attention to. Yes, David, I can see it, I replied. Thank you. David and I became good friends after that Christmas, and I can say that with the years passing, I never again let the uncombed hair or dirty faces bother me. And I never forgot the meaning behind that little empty box that still sits on my desk.